Welcome to the show, Five Stripe Fam. I'm AJ. And wherever it is you get your pods, subscribe, share, and leave us a good rating. Welcome to another episode of Five Stripe Weekly. And what a match on Saturday. What a blowout win. Atlanta United smack down Portland Timbers 5-1. The only blemish was the goal that was conceded uh, to the Timbers that uh, basically, of course, uh, nullified a clean sheet. But, oh man, the uh, pick of goals for sure. And uh, probably one that will be goal of the year. But uh, let's start off with the uh, the beginning of the match and the starting 11. The starting 11 pretty much unchanged from the previous match except for the inclusion of the new DP, Yorgos Yakomakis. And uh, so he started up top instead of Miguel Berry. And, oh, man, uh, all three DPs. With the start, and you can see kind of the difference when we have uh, most of our best players in that 11. And, uh, you know, for me, uh, it was also, you know, uh, Caleb Wiley, uh, you know, he starting on the left wing. And, of course, with the two goals against uh, Charlotte, that uh, it was a no-brainer. Go with a hot hand. And, ooh. Hot hand it was, but uh, before that, there was a goal that almost was. It was uh, LA United down 1-0, uh, but VAR overturned the goal. Uh, yeah, apparently there was a uh, an obstruction uh, in the view of Brad Guzan, uh, shot from distance, and it was a goal disallowed by VAR. Finally, something going in our direction in uh, the VAR world. But uh, yeah, I mean, this match, this match had everything. I mean, uh, yeah, if you like goals, this was a match to go to for sure. The uh, atmosphere in the stadium was electric. And especially after that first goal, uh, yeah, I mean, a really, really tasty counter-attack and uh i mean basically uh man la united we uh we really i think uh answered that var really well uh that disallowed goal and uh i mean you know we saw that uh tiago mata he was uh really this uh was the start of uh the you know, just the ridiculous numbers that he would put up in this match. But uh, very quick counterattack uh, after we cleared the ball out of trouble from a corner kick. And uh, Almada, he received a lob from Franco Ibarra. And uh, yeah, he carried the ball up the pitch. And a uh, little combination play that's basically, yeah, he dragged all the uh, defenders close to him. And Caleb Wiley, he was able to find that space marching down and barreling down the middle of the pitch and uh yeah again he was wide open and uh yeah he finished the shot with a plum uh left foot and uh oh 1-0 25th minutes and uh yeah it was already and it is already Wiley's third of the season 
uh, Almada with the assist and third of the year. And this assist was the 300th assist in Atlanta United MLS regular season history. So uh, congrats to Almada and congrats to us, really. But uh, yeah, and then after this goal, it just really opened up. I mean, uh, yeah, it was uh, we were just playing through Almada. He was running rampant. But uh, yeah, a few minutes after that one, uh, Almada, he found uh, Yakumakis on a run and it resulted in a shot from close range that required a save from the goalkeeper. But uh, yeah, around the 31st minutes, Almada, he uh, dribbled into uh, and made a nice uh, chop, finding a uh, shrieking Araruju. And uh, yeah, you know, the Brazilian, he had a good chance to shoot on the goal, but uh, his low driven ball uh, was, uh, it missed a little bit to the left. But uh, yeah, the second score had to be Tiago Almada, and uh, yeah, Yakumakis he drew a penalty uh, against uh, Portland, but uh, or you no, know, he wouldn't draw a penalty, but he he drew a free kick rather, and uh, we were awarded a direct free kick, and from 35 yards out, ooh, it was ridiculous. He put this absolute insane bend onto it and uh, aim for that top right corner top bends the goalkeeper had no chance it was it hit the right post and went in I mean it cannot get more accurate than this I mean it is something that's from this distance and with this pace uh, just yeah inside the stadium People thought he might shoot, maybe, but uh, likely most people, usually, and most players will, uh, you know, kick it into uh, the mixer and allow the players to uh, maybe uh, head head it or get something going. Uh, maybe a little uh, rebound will score a goal, but this was ridiculous. No one would expect that he would have netted it from there. And wow, just an incredible goal that, uh, yes, uh, no doubt was up for the goal of match day. But uh, yeah, so uh, and in terms of uh, the third goal, uh, yeah, I mean, this, uh, well, this was, Almada's third goal of the season and second on a direct free kick. And uh, yeah, this uh, this goal in the first stoppage time put the put us up 2-0 right before the halftime break. But uh, yeah, uh, getting into that second half, uh, Yakumakis, he gets on the board. So uh, we're on the... Uh, we're on the front foot to start that second half, and uh, it almost looked like Yakumakis was going to get his uh, first goal, but he was getting called offside a lot. But you know, I'm okay with it when he was getting chance after chance, and he was playing on the last man and making runs and uh, making runs in behind. That's what you want to see from the striker. But uh, yeah, there was also another play where Gutman, he had a pretty decent look, uh, but it was a, a difficult angle and he put that 
wide on the net. But uh, yeah, you know, you definitely, uh, the Greek Yakumakis, he was pressing for a goal the entire time and he finally found it when, uh, yeah, there was a long switch uh, from Araruju and uh, Wiley, he dropped a dime, a dime on to Yakumakis's head and ooh, it was uh, at the near post goalkeeper. Yeah, it was too strong for him and we are up 3-0. It's Dreamlands and uh, yeah, you know, the, uh, the 2-0 going in from the half, you know, you uh, you wonder from the team, uh, are they going to get complacent a little bit? Are they, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, in yesteryear, we had uh, given away these type of leads. 2-0 is one of the most dangerous leads in uh, football or soccer. And yeah, I mean, you know, 3-0, we... We pretty much put this uh, this match to bed already, but uh, yeah, uh, Araruju and Wiley were credited with the assist in that 59th minute goal. Uh, so in the 72nd minute, uh, first substitution, Sosa and Etienne came on for Ibarra and Wiley, and uh, yeah, we were not done scoring. But uh, Almada he uh, lifted a ball to Araruju who. Uh, controlled it inside the box under heavy pressure, and he showed great composure to uh, struck a low ball with his favored left foot into the bottom right corner. And yes, it's uh, for uh, Araruju, it's uh, his second goal in as many matches, and Almada was also credited with the assist, his second of the game. Uh, and yeah, we were, uh, yeah, of course. Uh, leading 4-1 at this point. Uh, yeah, you know, Portland, they got a goal there that, uh, yeah, definitely we could have done better. Uh, you know, that I think shows just the kind of imperfection still in our squad. We're still working out the kinks, but the attack is looking very, very tasty when we have every member in there. But uh, so uh, Jay Fortune also got his uh, first uh, first appearance in MLS, uh, definitely incredible to uh, see uh, the uh, the young kid get his debut. But uh, yeah, we uh, we get another goal here. Uh, so uh, it was uh, another one from Almada, his second of the game, the star boy. So. Derek Etienne, he uh, took on his defender, 1v1, then fed the ball to Almada, who, uh, yeah, at the penalty spot in the box, he made a quick turn, and he placed the ball in the bottom right corner, and it was our fifth goal in the match in the 86th minute. I mean, there was no doubt that we were going to get all three points, but it definitely is, uh, oof. Just a match to remember for Tiago Almada. And, of course, in the match where it was our first time playing the Portland Timbers at the Benz since the 2018 MLS Cup. So, yeah, we uh, we definitely bettered that scoreline with a lot less of the implications. But definitely uh, a really stellar night. And, uh, yeah, no doubt about it, we dominated uh, this match 
to the nth degree. Uh, I mean, nine shots on target, 18 total uh, versus their three and eight. Uh, yeah, we uh, also as well, 2.50 XG versus their 0.73. Dominated possession, 59 to 41. Passing accuracy, 88 to 75. I mean, just really incredible stuff. As comprehensive as we have seen lately from Atlanta United. And so, ooh, I mean, yes, a depleted Portland Timbers side. But nonetheless, we have to play the teams in front of us. So, uh, yeah, we put them to the sword. And, uh, yeah, we've uh, also outscored our opponents 8-1 uh, to one in the past two games and scored five goals in an MLS match for the first time since July 17th, 2019. We remain unbeaten. And uh, yeah, it's our best start in club history. But uh, yeah, in terms of, uh, of another uh, set of really impressive stats, uh, yeah, uh, thanks to co-producer Michael Weiss, uh, we have seen a uh, few blowouts in our time. And, uh, of course, uh, yeah, some of our biggest wins were, of course, 7-0 against New England Revolution. Uh, in the U.S. Open Cup, we won 6-0 against, uh, against Chattanooga FC. Uh, of course, our second match ever against Minnesota United, we beat them 6-1 in that snow game. And we also beat the Houston Dynamo 5-0 and LAFC 5-0. Uh, in their inaugural season for LAFC. So, yeah, incredible stuff. Uh, this one, uh, yeah, you know, it's not even the uh, it's not even the fifth best uh, scoreline in uh, in our history. So, I mean, yeah, we have a uh, we have some lofty wins. But uh, as far as free kicks go, in 2017, uh, we took 18 free kicks. We scored one of them. In 2018, we took 18 free kicks. We scored three of them. In 2019, we scored. We took 30 free kicks and we scored none of them. Unfortunately, in 2020, we took 21 free kicks and we scored none of them. But uh, in 2021, we scored. Uh, we took 30 free kicks and we scored three of them. And in 2022, we took 18 free kicks and we scored one of them. And uh, yeah, that one in 2017, uh, Kratz scored one. Uh, and also, uh, Kratz in 2018 scored two, and Almiron scored one, and Barco scored three in 2001, uh, 2021, and Lennon scored one in 2022. So, uh, yeah, Almada already, he's up there, and uh, yeah, this season, ooh, I mean, put him on every free kick, he will put them in. But uh, yes, so LA United uh, will play the Columbus Crew on Saturday, and I will have that uh, preview later on in this episode. But let's get into the news, and the Eastern Conference standings are looking quite, quite good. We are top of the table in the East with uh, three wins and one draw. Uh, New England Revolution right underneath us there, and FC Cincy and Nashville SC round out that top four. But uh, yeah, undefeated and top of the East looking quite good. Uh, yes, this uh, 
is the uh, best start in our club history. 10 of the possible 12 points. 9 of 12 in 2018 was the prior record. But uh, also MLS attendance on Saturday. We take the top spot again, of course. Uh, 42,648. The next best was Seattle at 32,515. But uh, yeah, and so... uh, Moving on from that, uh, there's this very interesting article by Felipe Cardenas of The Athletic talking to CEO Garth Lagerway of LA United. Uh, he had a few really interesting quotes here that, uh, yeah, you know, he's uh, pretty much revamping uh, LA United and corporatizing us a little bit to a degree where, you know, obviously uh, when we first started in 2017, we were more in a startup mode. And, uh, of course, we also uh, saw the pitfalls of uh, kind of startup mode as well as most startups will hit a road bump. But, uh, yeah, he uh, he definitely wants to get us a little bit more structured with uh, a lot more uh, people specialized so that, uh, yeah, the people can thrive in those positions that uh, not, they're not stretched too thin doing way too much. But... Uh, some interesting quotes from him, uh, Lagerway. Uh, he said, quote, at 50 years old, I went from, quote, am I at the top of my profession? Is this all there is? End quote, to I get to learn from the titans of industry. And then on top of that, I have access to Arthur Blank, who has only been successful with everything he's ever touched. Uh, so, yeah, Lagerway being a former corporate attorney. Uh, and before that, he was a goalkeeper in MLS. Uh, in his early days, uh, yeah, he, uh, yeah, of course, first earned praise as a GM at Real Salt Lake, then of course Seattle Sounders. But uh, yeah, the uh, he wants the uh, yeah he wants Atlanta United to pretty much uh, yeah have some really lofty ambitions, and he said, "quote Our ambition is nothing less than becoming the soccer capital of North America." So hopefully he can make that the case. Uh, go ahead and uh, read that rest of the article at The Athletic uh, by Felipe Cardenas. It's a fantastic read. But uh, moving on to the Plaudits. Yeah, Tiago Amada, he was up for the MLS goal of the match day. And he wins the MLS goal of the match day with 88.3% of the vote on Twitter. Just without a doubt. It was gonna be. Uh, also, Tiago Amato, he was voted to. Uh, he was voted as the player of the match day uh, for match day four. We ha- we have three of the four <laughs> player of the match days already. Uh, Tiago Amato, of course, was uh, already uh, voted once already, and Caleb Wiley, of course, as well. But uh, as well, uh, both of them made the uh, MLS. Player of the uh, match day week, and uh, or team of the match day, and yeah, I mean, incredible stuff. I mean, both of them have been just crushing it. Uh, Caleb Wiley with a goal and an assist, both are fully deserving. But uh, yeah, also very interesting is the uh, the uh, leading stats for uh, the league. Uh, or the league leaders' stats, uh, pretty much Tiago Mata is dominating the uh, offensive stats, top in goals, top in assists, 
top in key passes at 13. Of course, four and four uh, for goals and assists. I mean, it's just incredible stuff. But uh, yeah, I mean, he created a, a career high seven chances on Saturday, second most in club history for a single match. And he also, uh, yeah, he, uh, with this, he has, he has more goal contributions than 27 teams in MLS. For reference, there are 29 teams. So there's only one other team that he has better stats than. Incredible. Uh, so also, uh, we have, uh, yeah, the uh, some more history as well. Uh, yeah, the first, you know, not only the first. Uh, oh wait, okay, no. Uh, basically, yeah. I mean, yeah. The the very interesting bits here are that uh, yeah, the eight goals this season. Um, yeah, St. Louis City only are the only team that have scored at least eight times in 2023. So yeah really really incredible but um yeah so through four weeks Telgomata he uh leads all the uh you know the uh, offensive categories as well as shots uh Luis Araujo is tied third Caleb Wiley and Derek Etienne are both tied fifth in assists and Caleb Wiley is tied for second in uh in goals in the league so uh yeah Almada he was asked about uh his role as number 10 and uh, basically he reiterated his admiration for Juan Romain Roquelme uh, or Ron, <laughs> Juan Roman Roquelme uh, hard to say sometimes but um, yes in terms of uh, saying uh, basically his admiration he said he's my one and only idol uh, so yeah definitely the uh, the, the playmaker, the Argentine, uh, yeah, definitely uh, looks up to a really, really good one. But uh, as well, uh, Gonzalo Pineda, after the match, he was asked if he uh, noticed a little bit more of a mature Tiago Almada. And um, yeah, he said, quote, since the first day back, he was not taking liberties at all. He's been here on time for everything. Braguzan also talked about Tiago Almada's current form. He said, quote, the form that he's in and the moment that he's in right now, he sees things happening well before he's actually playing the pass or taking the shot. Yeah, I mean, that's that's for sure. But uh, also that uh, that free kick goal, it reminded him of Messi uh, when Argentina played at USA and the Argentinian, he scored a top bent banger uh, against Braguzan. So. Yeah, there's definitely some flashbacks, uh, albeit kind of a mirror image a little bit. But, ooh, yeah, I mean, I'm sure Brakuzan enjoyed this far, far more. But, uh, yeah, uh, in terms of uh, Caleb Wiley, uh, a nice little stat for him. He's the second youngest player in MLS history to score and assist a goal in back-to-back -back games. Incredible stuff. But uh, this match also was a marker for Miles Robinson, it was his 100th MLS regular season match. And uh, yeah, speaking of Robinson, he made uh, the U.S. men's national team for the FIFA uh, international window uh, that's uh, running through March 20th through 28th. 
And uh, yeah, I mean, great to see. I mean, obviously he, ooh, uh, you know, he definitely missed out, of course, on the World Cup. And he was asked if uh, it affected him uh, at all. Uh, yeah, I mean, he basically uh, said that, uh, quote, he doesn't worry too much about the future. And uh, he said, I mean, there's definitely some pain I felt, but it was kind of finite where maybe the first few weeks were tough. But after that, I kind of understood these are the facts and these are the circumstances. And I just have to get back there, focus on every single day, how it lays out and, you know, not really worry too much about the future. That's kind of been my mindset throughout my whole career. So, uh, yeah, he also thanked the U.S. men's national team and Atlanta United physios, his family, and Aaron Long, who uh, texted with him regularly and for supporting him during his Achilles rehab. But, uh, yeah, he knows that 2026 is still very much within his reach, and, uh, yeah, that eased any of the pain of missing the 2022 World Cup. But, uh, of course, not only Robinson has been called up for the international uh, window, but also Tiago Amada for uh, Argentina, of course. Derek Etienne Jr. for Haiti. Yorgos Yakomakis for Greece. Luis Abram for Peru. Uh, Machop Chol for South Sudan, although he was, uh, unfortunately, he had to make that trip a little later. And Ronald Hernandez, of course, for Venezuela. But uh, yeah, yeah, Chol, he had some travel issues going to South uh, Sudan. And uh, yeah, he ended up going a little later. But uh, also, apparently, Caleb Wiley's call up was turned down by Atlanta United uh, for the U.S. youth national team for the U20 friendlies. Uh, but yeah, I mean, you know, Caleb Wiley, he's. Uh, scoring goals, he's uh, starting for LA United. It's, uh, yeah, you know, he will play uh, at that U20 World Cup. It will be uh, probably, no doubt, I mean, uh, he is quite the talent. So it won't be an issue, I'm sure. But, uh, yeah, also uh, getting into some other players, Miguel Berry, our uh, backup striker, he said, uh, quote, uh, or he said, two Doug Robertson. Uh, it's a long story, but the reason that Mig- uh, that he has Miguel on the back of his kit is that uh, uh, he's the uh, only Barry left in his family. His uh, dad recently legally changed his last name. So uh, very, very interesting. It will be, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, uh, I think that's, you know, really fascinating. Somebody that... Uh, yeah, you know, you now just have a, a different last name throughout uh, your, uh, you know, your life. I mean, it's, uh, I guess, uh, you know, maybe he's uh, he's dodging somebody. Who knows? We're not really sure. But uh, anyway, so uh, back to Wiley from uh, Tom Bogert. Uh, there are uh, sources that he said apparently last year, LA United rejected a bid for Caleb Wiley, which would have exceeded the deal that George Bellow, uh, he left on. And, uh, yeah, that's very, very interesting. I mean, uh, yeah, Gil Wiley, of course. I think, uh, you know, we still have a lot to see from him, and so I think we can uh, probably up his transfer value as well in that process while also reaping the benefits of him playing in the squad. But uh, also, uh, there were some uh, very interesting bits uh, regarding 
uh, Marcelino Moreno on the, the uh, on Twitter. Uh, basically, uh, basically some chatter about uh, Moreno and how uh, basically we look so much better without Moreno in the squad. And uh, I mean, I think there uh, this uh, this tweet from uh, this tweet from an, a former Atlanta United staff. Uh, member, he said, uh, "Quote: The problem with the Moreno signing is when it happened, hastily after abruptly selling Pitti when Atlanta was without a full-time manager, paid seven million and gave him the number ten shirt when the club was in disarray. Shortly thereafter, the front office is in for Almada. I mean, yeah, it's it's definitely interesting. Uh, it probably was to paper over some cracks for sure." And, uh, I mean, Moreno, obviously, he has his strengths. But uh, I think, yeah, we're seeing, you know, the best of Tiago Almada right now uh, without Moreno. So it is uh, definitely very interesting food for thought. But, uh, yeah, also, uh, uh, on to MLS All-Star news. We, uh, yeah, MLS uh, will be playing my favorite club in the English Premier League. Arsenal and uh, yeah it will be uh, July 19th in Washington DC at DC United's uh, Audi Field. Wayne Rooney will be coaching and ooh, I mean no doubt I will want to be there. <laughs> it, it will be a tasty affair that's for sure but uh, are you guys excited to see Arsenal? Uh, I'm sure if you're not an Arsenal fan, you probably yeah you probably want them to lose. So, but uh, anyway, moving on to uh, some uh, other personnel news. Phoenix Rising has signed our Jackson Conway uh, on loan with an option to buy uh, for the uh, 2023 season, and uh, yeah, they mentioned that Jackson is a young striker with a lot of experience. Uh, and goals in our league, uh, in the uh, in USL, and quote his physicality and movement inside the box make him a threat to any team. His ability to combine, link up uh, with midfield, and hold up higher, hold up the ball higher up the field makes him a great addition to our game model. So, yeah, uh, season-long loan for Phoenix Rising, and he also can be recalled during the transfer window if we need him. So. Uh, also, uh, on to Alien Night 2, uh, they've signed midfielder Alan Carlton. Uh, yeah, he uh, signed uh, to the MLS Next Pro contract and through the 2024 season. And uh, yeah, it will be uh, as well uh, another player, defender Fouad Ade Adeni. Uh, yeah, defender for Alien Night 2, 28. Uh, yeah, he played last season with South Georgia Tormenta FC in USL League One. And uh, yeah, he uh, will bring some much-needed uh, experience to this side that's very, very young. But uh, yeah, the London and England native, he spent his collegiate years with uh, the University of Mobile and uh, before transferring to UC Santa Barbara. But uh, yeah, Atlanta United 2, they uh, will be... Uh, playing their season opener on Sunday, March 26th against New England Revolution 2 in the MLX Next Pro League. So uh, that does it for the news and gets us to the match preview. 
And so, uh, yeah, we will be playing the Columbus Crew, uh, 7.30 at Lower.com Field. Uh, ooh, I mean, the Columbus Crew, they are not doing too hot right now. 12th with one win, one draw, and two losses. And their last match, they lost 2-1 against the New York Red Bulls. But uh, they do have a very, very good coach in Wilfred Nancy. Uh, he uh, probably uh, had uh, yeah some really, really good, uh, I guess, uh, in terms of uh, the last season with uh, CF Montreal. He was probably one of the best uh, coaches in MLS. But uh, yeah, he... Uh, he is their coach this season, but uh, yeah, there is, uh, in terms of this 11, you can kind of see maybe why they're in the uh, the area that they are at the moment in that, uh, yeah, their first 11, pretty good, but uh, the depth past that is a little shallow, but uh, yeah, and that uh, I think has something to do with their key departures from last season, Jonathan Mensah, uh, their club captain, and longtime defensive anchor. He moved on to the San Jose Earthquakes. Artur, their midfielder, he joined Houston Dynamo this offseason. And Pedro Santos, uh, yeah, he was also, uh, he left via free agency and joined DC United. But uh, they had some key acquisitions this offseason. Christian Ramirez, uh, yes, the uh, longtime MLS veteran, uh, he came back from Aberdeen FC. And so, uh, yeah, you know, a forward for them that can uh, put the ball in the back of the net, that's for sure. And also Jimmy Mandranda, uh, left-sided player for them. Uh, he joined them in free agency. But, uh, yeah, I mean, the pundits don't have them uh, doing too badly. So it's one of those, uh, they, uh, yeah, they're maybe underperforming maybe a little bit at the moment, but... They have them as high as 4th and as low as 11th. It's a pretty big uh, swing, though. But, uh, yeah, of course, last season, uh, they finished 8th in the East. They did not qualify for the playoffs. But, uh, yeah, we shall see just how uh, good they will be this season. But, uh, yeah, they are definitely without a few of their really, really important players as well as uh, well as Lucas Zalarian. Uh, definitely uh, a big, big piece for them. They're number 10. So uh, I think we uh, as well are missing, of course, many, many players. Miles Robinson, Tiago Almada, Derek Etienne Jr., Yorgos Yakamakis, Luis Abram, Chol, Hernandez, Alonzo, of course, and Josetu also, of course, questionable. So it'll be very interesting to see what will happen, uh, who will start, but... That gets us perfectly into our predicted starting 11. So, uh, of course, Braguzan, he's there still. And Braguzan, it starts between the sticks. I think it's Lennon. I think Noah Cobb gets that start in Miles Robinson's place. Juanjo Porata, uh, the left center back, and Andrew Gutman at left back. Uh, Ibarra and Sadich again, I think, in midfields. Uh, I think Luis Araujo and Caleb Wiley persist as the wingers. And who in midfield? I think Tyler Wolf comes in. Uh, you could also see maybe Santiago Sosa. Maybe Sadich plays a little bit higher up top. But, I mean, we need some creative force. I don't know. I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's 
kind of a really, really good question, which we will get to. But uh, yeah, Miguel Berry, uh, the obvious choice up top. We, we were really short in this match. We, uh, as far as attacking options, we, it's going to be a struggle. So uh, that gets us to our score prediction. And whew, I mean, I don't think it's going to be uh, as kind of high scoring of a match as the previous matches, but this one at lower.com field, I think is going to be a 1-1 draw. What do you guys think? Let us know in the comments below. But guys, that pretty much does it for the episode, except for the question of the day. And the question of the day is, who can step up in the middle when Almada is away? Ooh, I don't know. We shall see. We shall see. Uh, but uh, yeah, let us know in the comments below who you think will be able to step up when Almada is away. And that's it for us today. Remember to subscribe to us if you haven't already. Share this episode and leave us a review and rating so we can pop up higher in your rankings. I'm AJ. Thanks so much for listening.